God. <laughs> it's nice to be back. And I declare victory in 2023. What about you? Yes, victory in 2023. My goodness, I went and I looked up 2023 in, uh, in the Hebrew letters. And the number 20 is the Hebrew letter kaf. And that letter is for crowning accomplishment. What, what a, a thing to say, crowning accomplishment. And it's the hand extended provision. God wants to get stuff to you. <laughs> That's this year. And then, then the number three is Gimel, and that's the letter for loving kindness and combination. <laughs> so where the world is talking about re recession, we in God's kingdom and in his economy can proclaim 2023 to be God's crowning accomplishment, his hand extended provision, the year of his loving kindness and combination. And I've just talked myself happy. <laughs> Glory to God. Excited for 2023. <laughs> so back in January, I thought, I need to get some goals written down. <laughs> so my goals, I'm going to speak on my goals this year, uh, this time, because I thought this is kind of relevant to everyone. And if you haven't written goals out yet, you need to make yourself some goals because you you won't really go forward too far if you don't set goals out for yourself. So my first goal was to increase joy. <laughs> and I've noticed that my joy level has been down a lot. <laughs> you know, and um, God has spoken to me and said, you need to get that joy level up. So practical ways that we can um, achieve our goals. Things and I that Paul and I personally can do to see our goals come to pass. Well, the power of two in agreement is power packed. Jesus told us his disciples in Matthew 18, verses 18 to 20, Verily, which means truly, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now, Paul and I are living days of heaven on earth. Glory be to God. Our youngest daughter, Candace, is now usually sitting in her seat at our dining room table, agreeing with us in prayer when we say grace. And th thanking God that we are debt-free and that our mortgage is paid in full. I have to pinch myself that she is at our dining room table. It's days of heaven on earth in our home. Oh, we even have her agreement in prayer with us, which is amazing. Glory be to God. So find someone to be your two 
for the power of two of agreement on things that you're believing for. And increased joy. <laughs> I want to spend more time in the Word and listening to messages and less time on other distractions. <laughs> Lord, I repent. You know, spending a lot of time on YouTube and that, and and just seeing that evil is called good and good is called evil. And you can start to just get your focus on the wrong things. So glory to God. God has told me, shift, <laughs> you know, turn around and change what I'm focusing on. <laughs> when <laughs> And Paul says, yes. <laughs> When I do this, I'll be focusing on the answer and not listening to the problems and magnifying them in my mind. We need to remind ourselves to be grateful for what we do have and not for what is wrong. We need to find solutions to the problems. Otherwise, we become just part of the problem. You do that by praying for wisdom if you don't know what to do. I've started praying the Lord's Prayer. I find that it's so very relevant to today, uh, the day that we are living in. We can do things that we enjoy and help others around us. We'll feel very good afterward in knowing that we're able to bless them and make a difference in their lives. You know? Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you get joy by helping others. So get out there and help someone that you see needs some help. <laughs> and then smile more. That's another goal of mine. <laughs> Smile. Paul says, notify your face. <laughs> he says, he, he turns to me and he tells me that all the time. I'll be just thinking in my mind. I'll be con considering stuff. And he'll say, are you okay? Are you happy? I'll say, yeah. He says, well, notify your face. <laughs> He's just like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be emotionally happier if my mind is stayed on Jesus. And smiling is actually healthier for you. I found a page on happiness and the benefits of laughter that I had at home. And it says, quote, laughter is one of our most basic emotional responses, but we aren't taught to laugh or even to smile. They are as natural as us breathing. Laughter is clinically proven to have a powerful and positive effect on uh, your physical, emotional, and social health and well-being. It heals and renews the human body and mind, and nothing works faster or more dependably to bring the mind and body back into balance. I didn't know that. Our joy will increase when we start to smile more. Get happy about life. <laughs> Thank God for the good things that he's blessed us with. Crystalline was telling me about Alexander, our six-year-old grandson. 
<laughs> and he came home from school. He had done a quiz at school. I forget if it was math or spelling. But anyways, he got 11 out of 19 on the quiz at school. And Crystalline told him, you need to bring those marks up. That's not a good mark. He says, uh, he looked at her with his big dark eyes incredulously and corrected her. No, mom, I got 11 out of 19. 11 is more than eight, so that's good. <laughs> she stated, Alexander, you need to work harder to get a higher mark. He again stated, Mom, I got 11 out of 19. 11 is more than eight. <laughs> So that's good. I have a good mark. <laughs> I laughed along with her and said, he's such a boy. Oh my gosh. I said, that's my boy. <laughs> he's very optimistic. He's happy just the way he is. <laughs> he's satisfied. And apparently he has some growing to do, but <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I thought... That's so cool. He was right. 11 is more than 8. <laughs> the scale was tipped in his favor. <laughs> I, huh? A good perspective. That's right. I left my confessions over my family relationships slide over the past year and just started thanking and uh, thanking God and rejoicing for the desired end result. And as I did this, I saw things start to improve so much more at home. I was later informed by others in the church that um, other people were experiencing uh, problems with relationships in their families, too. So I wanted to let you know that sometimes you can feel like you're in the midst of the storm or the battle alone. And when you have a church family, you've got people that have your back that you can go to and ask for agreement and prayer, and they'll come alongside you, and they'll add their faith to yours. So don't ever think you have to go through a battle with family relationships or even with health issues or anything like that alone. No, you've got a church family and that's what we're here for. That's why it's so powerful when we come together in person into the church. Then that way then we can, if nothing else, we can give a hug. And we can pray the prayer of agreement together and see those things turn around. Yes. You know? So, um, and even uh, the church elders, that's what the church elders are for in the church, too. You can go to your church elder if you don't have anyone personally that you know in the congregation. Call your church elder and let them know. And if you don't feel comfortable saying exactly what the problem is, this is not a gossip meeting when we pray. You know, if you don't want to say what's going on, just say, I need prayer. Please pray for me. The Holy Ghost, they'll be led by the Holy Ghost to cover you in prayer. And they won't even need to know what's going on, but they'll start praying the word over you. And you just watch those things turn around for you.
Now, um, the next uh, goal that I have for this year is um, I wanted to do a trip to the Cayman Islands. Paul and I <laughs> tried to get there last year. We never did make it. <laughs> I think they've been out there a year and a half. We haven't been there yet. <laughs> so anyways, this is the year we are going to go to the Cayman Islands to see her and her family. <laughs> uh, uh, we know that we'll probably be going for Christmas, but it'd be nice if we were able to do two trips this year. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm believing the word double for our trouble. So why not expect our expectations high, you know? God is the God of the exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. <laughs> so set yourself some goals and watch God bring them to pass in your life. Habakkuk 2 2 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reads it. Make yourself a list and cross those things off as they come to pass. Keep them before your eyes to remind you of what you are believing for. I remember when I was going through uh, school back to college to become a, a continuing care assistant. And I was just oh, so overwhelmed with all the medical information we were supposed to learn. And anyways, I was thinking, I'm going to fail this course. <laughs> this is so hard because they wanted you to know so much. So anyways, I wrote out a goal for myself. I said, I am going to pass this course with an um, 85 average. I think I put 85 average for all my courses. And... Um, I will graduate from this course. And anyways, every morning when I had to get up to go to school and I didn't want to go because it was hard, I would look at that and that would be my motivation that God is with me, I can do this. And you know, I did end up on the honor roll at college <laughs> and I graduated with honors. So glory to God. You know, put it where you can see it. Put your goals where you can see them and look to them because they'll come to pass. And then uh, Zechariah 9 verse 12 uh, says, Turn you to the stronghold or turn you to the problem, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. So face your enemy boldly, and God will give you the double for your trouble that he's put you through. Now, another goal of mine that I've put on my list is for a new vehicle. I absolutely love my car that I've been blessed with, but it's getting older, and so... I am starting now to put my faith for my next vehicle. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what you do. You, you put your faith before the storm comes and before the problem comes. That way then you get yourself built up in the word. And uh, when the time comes, that vehicle will just be there when you need it, you know, and it will not be hard. And if you... You end up, um, the same thing with healing scriptures and that. Speak healing scriptures and that over your health and that even when you're healthy, that way then 
when sickness tries to appear, you've got something to fight with, and you're not trying to fight in the midst of the storm. You know, so um, the, the, the seed, when you're believing for things, you need seed to sow. And so the seed that I've been sowing is that I've been speaking the word over my finances, and whenever anyone at work needs a ride home or needs a ride to the bus stop where you transfer to get onto a different bus, um, I'll drive them. I'll let them know. Um, I'll give you a ride home. Actually, I told this girl <laughs> that I usually drive home. We had finished a 12-hour shift, and I came out and... <laughs> I told her because we were both super tired. It had been such a busy day. We were running like wild at work. And anyways, I'm getting my boots on, and I told her, I said, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to ride you home. ends up doing the exact same thing. He gives people rides home when they need a ride uh, also. And that's seed in the ground. <laughs> he doesn't ride them home. He just gives them a, gives them a ride. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. I've, I'm, that happened about a week ago, and I'm still laughing over that. <laughs> My gosh. So the next thing on my list is for debts and for our mortgage to be paid off, completely debt-free. God is a God of the impossible. Where it's impossible with man, all things are possible with God. We've been working toward this goal together as a couple. <laughs> when we were at the last Believers Convention that we were at, we learned to proclaim that uh, when something good happened to someone else, we'd say, that happens to me all the time. And so anyways, that's what we say. Anytime we hear a good report, that happens to me all the time. You know, you get that into your spirit so that that's, you don't get jealous of them that they've achieved a goal that you want. No, you just proclaim it over yourself all the time. Because when... Uh, when you believe that you receive, uh, then uh, you need to believe that you receive when you pray. That way then it will come to pass because you've got God's word backing it up. And now that my heart's desire is restored back to us, my baby girl, glory to God. The picture of our daughter in the dining room uh, at the dining room table has been replaced, and uh, we've put our house there with a sticker on it, paid in full. 
And so that is what we look at every time we say grace together as a family. And so that's what Candace is coming into agreement with all the time. And I thought a threefold cord is never broken. So glory to God. Yes, get yourself, if you're single, get yourself someone to come into agreement with you on whatever you're believing for. <laughs> My gosh. Let's see. Oh, on this past Sunday, Pastor Gary had taught on Exodus 10 and the children of Israel. When they left Egypt, they left with 400 years of wealth that had been stored up for them by their past generations. And they collected on that harvest. And he said, as you read on, you'll find it. So I listened to his message again, because Sunday's message was so good, <laughs> so powerful. Oh, my goodness. So when I went and I looked further in the Bible at Exodus 12, 35 and 36, it reads, and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians. That's uh, Exodus 12, 35 and 36. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Now, uh, in Pastor Gary's message, he urged us to release our faith that we can collect and reap from the wealth of seven generations back. You can collect on wealth that other people don't have the faith uh, to receive on, and it's not limited to, your, to the wealth in your family line, glory to God, because <laughs> there is no wealth in my family line. <laughs> so I thought, that is so much good news. It's not limited to what your family <laughs> collected. The children of Israel received from the Egyptians. They weren't their family. <laughs> And so um, the Egyptians represented the world system. You have God's DNA in you. <laughs> he can get it to you if you only believe and receive it. God has a million ways to answer your prayers and your heart's desires in ways that you could never think of or dream of. I've seen God turn so many things around in our lives that, hey, what's debt freedom? <laughs> you know, God's the God of suddenlies. He can turn it all around. With God's super on our natural, <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> we were debt free before. We, we did get completely debt free before years ago. And with God, God can do it again. <laughs> Mark 9, verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. I'm going to give you some scriptures now just to build your faith. Psalm 5, 12. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will compass him with, as with a shield. 
And then Proverbs 2, verses 1 to 12 in the New Living Translation. Uh, uh, Proverbs 2, 1 to 12, New Living Translation. Okay. My child, listen to me and treasure my instructions. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and understanding. Search for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain the knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of good sense to the godly. He is their shield, protecting those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of justice and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will know how to find the right course of action every time. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise planning will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose speech is corrupt. And then Proverbs 2, verses 20 to 22, this is in the regular King James Version again. It says that you may walk in the way of good and keep the paths of the righteous, for the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it, but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. And then Proverbs 3, 1 to 10, we're familiar with that. Proverbs 3, 1 to 10. My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck and write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. Honor the Lord with your substance and the firstfruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses burst forth with new wine. We are talking overflow here. Your presses shall burst forth with new wine. That is abundance and overflow. Yes, <laughs> I received that. Glory to God. And then Malachi 3, verses 10 to 12, tells us the secret to it. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. That means bring your tithes to church. You don't send your tithes to church with someone else. You bring them in person. That shows God honor and integrity. And what is a tithe? Tithe is 10% of your gross income. And you may think that's a lot of money. But 
once you start tithing, you see how God will stretch that 90% of that you have left. He will stretch it out so that your vehicles don't break down, your uh, fridges or your appliances last longer. They won't break down near as much. Like God has ways of increasing you. You'll get jobs that you um, apply for that you know you're not really qualified for in the natural. You will be surrounded with favors so that you can get those jobs. Like God has all kinds of ways that will bless you when you choose to be obedient to his word and even just step out and try to tithe. You should never just try tithing. The Bible says to prove him, but you should just do it because once you do it, you'll never go back because you'll see God prove himself to you. And then uh, the um, Malachi 3.12 310, it continues, well, I'll start over, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. So if you're not tithing now, you need to start tithing. You need to give God a chance to show him, to show you how much he loves you. And, G and uh, God says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. So, like I said before, just do it. <laughs> you won't regret it. And if it looks like tithing's not working, then check your words that you're speaking. Because a lot of times we're negating things by the words we're speaking. And complaining is never good. God does not like it when we complain. Malachi 3, verses 13 to 18. Malachi 3, 13 to 18 says, your words have been stout against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You've said it's vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his word and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy. Yes, they that work wickedness are set up. Yes, they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son, that serves him, then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serves God and him that serves him not. And I put in my own translation that the way that I understand that scripture, <laughs> I put it kind of the way that I believe God said it to me. He says, your words have been obstinate and withstand against me. 
affecting what I want to accomplish for you, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said that it's vain or of no use serving God. And what good does it do us to keep his word and his promises? And that we have walked without hope before the Lord of hosts. It looks like nothing's happening. And now we call the proud happy. Yes, they that work wickedness are set for life. Yes, they that tempt God get delivered. They seem to get away with everything. Have you ever heard yourself saying that? (laughs) Then they that feared the Lord spoke often with each other. And the Lord heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought on his name. And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. Thank God for his mercy. In that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serves him, then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serves God and him that serves him not. You will see the difference. Mark Hankins stated, If you knew what was on the other side of your mountain, you would move it. So press on and don't give up. (laughs) Revelation 12, 11 states, And they overcame him, speaking of the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And then John 16, 33, Jesus is speaking here. John 16, 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. <clears throat> and then John 15, 10 to 13. 15, 10 to 13. If you keep my commandments, Jesus is speaking again or my word, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Because he was our example. Then Jesus continued, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than that a man lay down his life for his friends. So this is the recipe for our success in God's kingdom. Put God's word and his promises first in our lives. Give glory and honor due to him, and he'll crown us with wisdom, understanding, and his divine favor. Be thankful for everything that you have and share God's love with others. I declare this day that my 2023 goals come to pass in Jesus' name. Glory to God. (laughs) We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.